0: Hey, hey, I think we're in business. Just like New Day.
1: <laughs> oh, baby. Just
0: like Yo. Hey, yeah, we're back.
1: We'll figure it out. We're back. We're back, we're back in business. A little hiatus.
0: Little hiatus, a little technical issues. We're back. Uh,
1: all sorts of fun, craziness, no fun. But uh we're back. Two of the three brothers coming to you uh I was I was looking for a different audio to play, but uh my old iPad the uh YouTube doesn't work on there, so Ooh, rough go. <laughs> yeah. I uh and you can't just open links in the internet. It has to open it in the YouTube app which no longer works.
0: <laughs> you got all sorts of fun issues going on. I was gonna,
1: I was, it was gonna be, we're talking baseball. And then I don't know how the rest of the song goes, but I assumed you're going return of the Mac. No, not quite. Not till we get all uh, everybody back in the mix yet. Ah, uh, yeah, we gotta get Reed off the DL. Yeah, yeah. So, so Reed Lobster, if you guys haven't heard, uh, exploded his whole knee,
0: uh, went the full teddy on the bit.
1: Full Teddy minus the uh, minus the dislocation, but plus a uh, patella tendon tear. So he's got several surgeries. He's got one down. He's uh the road to re- all, all reports out of St. Paul. Are the surgery um, went great. Have you heard any uh, anything differently?
0: No, not at all. I've heard everything went well. Uh, the timetable sounds like a lot longer than originally anticipated. Yeah, we're talking
1: 16 months here. Probably this guy.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's nasty.
1: He's barely got a knee, but he'll be back on soon, and he'll be back around. You'll you'll see him, but yeah, we'll get him back around this weekend.
0: Yeah, he'll be back on the cast soon.
1: Um, so Q and I here. Uh, let's uh, we're gonna talk a lot about baseball. We'll see about anything else. Yeah, hey, uh, man, that's all we got. Yeah, it's baseball season. I mean. The uh, the NBA fi- playoffs are going on. Um,
0: but they've been so crazy, like, boring and predictable. <laughs> yeah, this game's looking decent so far, so we'll see what happens for the fourth quarter right now. Yeah, I mean, hopefully something happens here to have a close game. But what's the closest game? Nine the other night, but before that was, like, 23. So that would to finished that with nine the other night, that Western game? It did, but uh, – Yeah, but that no. was the closest one. Was that the – no, that was the Eastern game the other night. That game was Cap? good. The other that game, well, it was no, it was uh, three uh, two nights ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I was thinking they that last that last Cavs Celtics game when the Cavs were up twenty all game and then they end up only winning by nine. But no, you're right. No, none of the East games have count for anything. It's uh, been garbage.
1: Yeah, yeah, it has been. So that one was a good one in the West. Game four, game five. Here uh, we're currently sitting at a one point game. One That's
0: point. Four point game,
1: six point game.
0: (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Play by play. (laughs) All right, baseball, baseball. Riveting podcasting.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. You guys seeing this? Are you guys watching this with us? (laughs) James Harden, two points. (laughs) Fly ball caught. Kevin Looney scores. (laughs) Uh yeah, um, right, so your hometown nine Adam how you what are you feeling about them uh, the I was going to bring this up and then I failed on that so the twins are currently sitting in second place in the AL Central Uh we got um What do you think about them? <laughs> <I laughs> okay, got figure no, out no. what they're what No, no, no we
0: Oh, I got it. I I got it all figured out here. Um uh, so the last time we recorded, you and I kind of, I wouldn't say wrote them off, but All right, here we said uh, they we were critical. Yes. 21-24,
1: second place in the Central,
0: two games back, the Indians. Yeah. Um, and then after we did that, of course, they went off and rattled off like 8 out of 10 or something like that. making They went on a run. Good. Yeah. And now we're back to this like 500 ball. Yeah, we're uh we're there. We got um I'm, I'm inclined to be positive thinking right now. You gotta be. We're playing decent. We just got we're, two out of two out of three as we shared against
1: the Tigers.
0: Yeah. We're playing okay. It's nothing great, but the fact that Buxton is just coming off the DL, Sano's just coming off the DL, Lansland's finally pitched well a couple of games in a row now. Fernando Romero looks like an absolute stud. Like there's signs of positivity
1: Morrison's hitting some, yeah he's coming around a little bit
0: <laughs> uh, a little bit not
1: great but better I mean yeah better than he was uh let's see we signed Chris Carter that doesn't mean anything that was uh, such
0: a no that was a
1: trade you trade it well for like dollars they get yeah $2, but two thousand dollars or something
0: it makes no sense yeah who knows the um, only possible logical solution or uh, explanation for that is that Mauer's done. Mauer's done. Absolutely, yeah. Mauer's done. Yeah, maybe you got more node.
1: So you—that's th- my opinion.
0: I, I didn't even know you got a I mean, concussion. It sounds like it's—it's. I don't want to say a that reaggravation, been... but something to that effect of like. It's—it's it's symptoms that have been lingering and off and on since 2013. five years ago it sounds like it's possible what did he do do you have any idea I I do so well first of all we don't know enough about concussions to know if this is something that can ever permanently be healed or if it's like a I mean it's a brain injury like are we just supposed to assume your brain just heals the way like uh, your hamstring heals he's got CTE so I think there's legitimate reason to believe that it always is there like, okay. Like that's I, fine. I just, sure. I just don't see how your brain recovers the way a muscle does. But yeah, so there was a there was something an actual happened. play. I want to say it was, gosh, what did I read? May eleventh or something like that. He like dove for a fall ball or something like that, and his head kind of jolted or neck kind of snapped or something like that, and that's when he started having like light sensitivity issues and headaches and things like that.
1: Do you think his wife's just pissed because he's not taking care
0: of the twins? <laughs> It, is it messed up to say that I'm pissed because he's not helping the twins? <laughs> that too. <laughs> this dude's doing nothing for any of the twins. Any twins whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, his
1: own or the team. Oh yeah, no. It's like I feel bad because like I really feel like we
0: don't know enough about concussions. We don't give them the, the the severe. Like if somebody blew up their knee, you know, like Reed Lobster. We're all like, oh man, I feel so bad for him. He's got this injury. Da da. da. Guy has a concussion. Everybody's like, nah, Take some Advil. Let's go.
1: Yeah, rub some dirt on it, guys.
0: Yeah, that's a hundred percent the mentality. So yeah, so there's a decent chance that Mauer
1: got more nodes. The Eminem boys might be back at it together in the loony bin.
0: Yeah, it's very possible. It'd be fun. It'd be like uh, one full of a cuckoo's nest baseball edition.
1: Can you what are, what would you call like those the guys in there? Do you know character names from that? You're the you're a literary genius. From Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. Well, your main character is R.P. McMurphy. Okay, nice. So, uh, so One, one of the greatest characters in all time. And one's the chief, I assume? I don't know any don't more know. of them.
0: That's <laughs> a good poll, though. I'll give you that one. Uh, <laughs> and now, of course, you say that I'm going to blank. Like, any other random conversation I could rattle off, like DeVito and Chris Lloyd's names, but uh, I'm not going to remember them off the top of my head right now.
1: They might be they might be loony together.
0: Yeah, although Morneau sounds very confident on the broadcast.
1: Uh I've listened to him like once, so I can't say one way or another, but I'll trust you. You all right, so rank let's rank uh in your opinion um Dick's sidekicks. So we'll go yep. all right, so you have uh Bert. Yep. Roy Smalley.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Torrey hmm. Uh Tory. Yep. LaTroy.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Morno. Uh, and that's it so far, right? Do we get to count TK? Uh sure, you can count him. Okay. No, you don't count him. He doesn't ever do a full game. Tom Kelly? Yeah. yeah, this year he hasn't, but he has in the past. Okay, sure, you can count him. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um uh, and that, it, what is, are supposed to do it later on in the year? Did they add think, him as well?
0: I think that's the plan.
1: Okay. But he doesn't get in because we haven't heard him.
0: Yeah, exactly. He hasn't been on yet. All so. right. Uh, do you want me to go one to like five or five to one? Uh, Five to one. All right. Five to one. Five is Smalley. Okay. Um, which is actually kind of surprising because when he yeah. started, I hated him. But I think he's come around and found a niche, figured out a way to uh, not come off as so like condescending all the time, and uh, actually provide like valuable knowledge and like stories and insight, and not try to like just tell you like he knows everything and try to make you think he's the smartest guy in the room, but just honestly like be like, oh, you know what? Here's an example of this ex- uh, thing sure. that's going on in the game from when I played. So Smalley's okay. five for me. Okay. Uh, I think I would go probably Morneau for. I like what I've heard so far. It's just a small sample size, okay. and so far from what I've seen, he's only been part of like three man boots. Mm-hmm. It's it's Dick, it's Smalley, and it's Morneau, which actually is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, Dick Smalley, um, <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> no, but I like I like the idea that you have two color commentators going at the same time, essentially, so that. If one of them doesn't really have much to say, or basically would be like repeating a story they've told a couple of times before, somebody else has something else, or one person says something, the other person's like, "Oh, yeah, that's right, you know, like they play off <laughs> yeah, it's the classic Monday night football
1: setup of three guys, one of them kind of yeah, yeah, one of them being Dennis Miller. It was classic. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> they were the worst. But but back yeah. in the day, it
0: was three guys. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right, and that was the worst. <laughs> As he's <laughs> quoting like Napoleon quotes from like the 1400s and stuff. Oh, this is the worst. Yeah, he's awful. All right. Uh, so that's four. Three for me is uh TK. Okay. Um, I do like. I mean, he's got the like the super super old school approach, but he's He's not PC at all. He's so not afraid to, like, just speak his mind. And he also calls Bramer Richard. Which, Richard, so great. Which kills me. <laughs> so great. So that puts two at Tori. Okay. Tori is great just because he's so candid. He doesn't tend to offer a ton of, like, insight, but he is just, like, fun to have on broadcast. And we don't have that with, you know, your typical dick and bird. Right. Number one's LaTroy.
1: Okay, I figured it out once you said TK then I realized where you where you were at. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: La- LaTroy just the the he is so into that like advanced analytics and things like that. So he'll still be able to tell you like he has like a photographic memory too. Like oh, yeah. you can ask him and uh I mean I've heard him speak on a number of occasions. You and I heard him speak at the uh twins event we went to. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's brilliant. brilliant. It's crazy. Like you can ask him about uh a specific at bat from like 2004 and he'll know the pitch sequence. So tell me do you think that that's a, a, a widely, a more
1: widely, uh, uh, a more widely known or more widely like dispersed characteristic of, of pro athletes? You know, this came up recently with uh, with LeBron reciting, you know, here's what where he could go play
0: player. by play. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that was crazy. I mean, it was,
1: it was impressive enough, but like it,
0: but it was also immediate.
1: And yeah, the game just ended, and it was the fourth quarter. I seen you know a couple of people were like, "Well, ask him, you know, hey, what happened, you know, coming out of the second TV timeout in the second quarter? Like,
0: could he do I the same?" And maybe him, he
1: could, but
0: ask him, you know, how the last like possessions went in '03 against San Antonio or whatever it was against San Antonio, or you know, I think he might be a guy though that would
1: know that.
0: Too, he yeah. probably like, would. He the other
1: after their game after their game last night i think it was last night or yeah and they like
0: yeah somebody correct. asked him
1: about the turnovers and he knew how everyone happened which was pretty good too like i mean they probably stick to him cuz he you know i think hates fucking good in a but...
0: sport like basketball where there's fewer guys and more stuff is like right in front of you like it, it's pretty prevalent um i think in baseball for a pitcher it's super like in your mind because you remember, like – I mean, and I think Latroy is probably an anomaly to this, which is what makes him good. But I think a pitcher is more likely to remember, like, oh, I was pitching this, I was throwing this, I wanted to throw this, but we threw this instead, I was thinking this. Whereas, like, a second baseman is just sitting there like, uh, we are shifted into the hole, and that's all I know.
1: Yeah, I was going seeds this game because I had been going gum for two games straight. And... <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. When so what know, I like that but also,
0: Let's try uh, the other thing I like about let and this is like the super like geeky baseball guys he's he seems to be into like a lot of the more advanced stats analytics like, you know, spin rate and some of that kind of stuff too. So like you get a little bit more of that than you do with any of the other guys that come in. Mm-hmm. And I know that goes over the head of like, what 75 95% of the viewing audience.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure
0: but I'm going to just say for me, like, I would love to hear that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, no, it's great to see that. And it, I mean, I think players in general, at least as long as they just recently got, you know, retired or something like that, it, they seem to add a lot more of like, here's what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. Like either in the player's mind or here's what that coach is probably talking about, or, you know, here's what they're discussing. Um so that was, that's yeah, why, they, they, those really add to it, whereas you're not, you know, these these other guys like a burger like uh Smalley, who who played however long ago. Now they're like, well, here's what I would do
0: in this situation.
1: But or that's where, like
0: uh, that's where Burton, Jack Morris, and those guys are like irrelevant at this point. Oh
1: yeah, and and Dazzle, he'll he'll be like, well, be like, oh yeah, I see him coming together to talk. Let me tell you about a time that we talked one time in the outfield in 1992. <laughs>
0: Candles are a nice gift.
1: God, what an idiot.
0: Yeah, no, those guys, that's the thing is, like, baseball's changed so much just in the last, like, say, 10 years that when you look at a guy like Bert that pitched in, like, the 70s, like, his mindset, his expertise, his things like that is so limited now to what they're actually doing and thinking and conversing about that then you get get limited to this shtick and this nonsense when we could actually have real analysts and real, like, insight that could be coming forward, which is why you're seeing that now, too. Like, right. I think was only doing, like, 70-some games this year. And and you put him last, right? Oh, I, I, I would Just name, like sure. – <laughs> Yeah, any any other guest can I think Marnie Gellner ranks ahead of him, like whatever else. <laughs> I was yeah, I was like getting
1: my blood pressure up a little here when you went smallly and I was like, Okay, I guess you know you don't really like him and then you started picking players and I was like, uh, where are you going with with maybe rubbing oh,
0: Bert guy? Out, I thought no. you were gonna put him at like third all of a sudden. No, no, no. Rickelbert's like I don't know, we listed like six, seven guys, he'd be like tenth on my list. I can't stand him. Yeah, no, he's brutal. All right, so Twins talk. Uh, so Buxton's back. He's um, not, really not looking good game. yet. Yeah, I'm worried that we're just we're never gonna get to that potential. Like, I, I mean, he had like the the, the trout hype that we will never obviously get to. Right.
1: But well, for him, to- if you ask Tori, I think that one just came out today.
0: I saw something about that.
1: Yeah, I didn't read it either, but
0: uh, I I don't know. Like, well, Tori mean, is always put something yeah. like that. He, he's and he, he is, showed he's,
1: flashes of it in the bigs. Um, I mean, you can't obviously, like, count him out. So, who
0: knows? No, I, I don't want to count him out. Um, and especially, you know, loving the toys as much as I do, I'm not going to, like, count out our best prospect in maybe forever. But my problem is, is that when they when everybody talks about, like, oh, he's shown flashes, every flash has been, say, September, August, that kind of thing, and he's been god-awful in, like, April, May, June, <laughs> I know, even July, like, he's got a lot of injury history, like, don't get me wrong, like, defensively, he's maybe the best outfielder in baseball ever. ever. When he gets on base, he, what I, what I, I saw a cool set the other day, uh, they were recording, like, um, base running speed. And they said since that cast started recording that stat in 2015, and they've recorded it for minor leaguers and major leaguers, and who's okay. recorded the, the number one the number like one base like, running it's speed? It's been boxing since 2015. Oh, I'm sure. So, I mean, he oh. has tools that can help aid the game, but you can't hit a buck ninety two ten like it just it's so frustrating to have him do nothing for four months and then yeah. look at, look at a month, two months sample size and be like, see, it's there.
1: Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, hopefully he will figure it out here. Um, I mean, but the good thing too that I like to look at is at least, you know, just looking at this year, like there's plenty of guys who have been very good um, that are doing very bad this year. So Hopefully yeah. that you know,
0: just I means. think my so maybe they'll all figure it out. My I think my positive outlook is that right now, like even if all the guys who've been doing poorly on our team just come like back like the regression to the mean but like in reverse. Um, like even if they just get back to average. Right. Like Logan Morrison doesn't have to hit thirty eight home runs, but if he hits twenty eight, that's a yeah, high be- pace than he's at right now. Like, like, well, Lynn doesn't have to be, you know, like a 18 game winner or whatever, but if he has an ERA at, at like four instead of six, now we're doing something. Right. Yeah. That's just, you bad. know, so, it's all those things like, okay, now Buckson's off the DL, Sennel's off the DL, Morrison's hitting a little bit, Lynn's pitching better. Santana's supposed to be back in the next week or two. Plus, Plus, yeah, he he started, so he is, so he started recently,
1: right? He started recently. I think Montana.
0: today or yesterday.
1: Yeah, one of those.
0: Um, so give it two weeks.
1: I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I feel like it'll take longer than that
0: because he and, hasn't thrown
1: at all, right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. other than like bullpen things. So I feel oh, like you
0: got to work them. It's a minimum. To their, right. You got to give him probably four the, starts. The other thing is, is that like, now with Lynn throwing well, like, what well, what has it been? Like, two or three of his last four starts have been pretty solid. I and mean, His last start was his best start. Yeah. So, whereas before, you were just like, oh, Lynn might have an injury or, you know, something like that to, like, get Irvin or Kyle was the easy out. But Carlton Right, you're was just waiting. Well. Yeah, you're just waiting for Gibson to fall
1: back apart again, and he's been decent. So, that's where it would surprise me if this
0: rehab stint goes three weeks. More. Right. Because you're not no, sending the, sure. you're not sending the kids back down.
1: Uh right. I mean, yeah, Barrios is here They're to crushing. Stay. Rom- Romero's crushing, uh has been
0: good. Exactly what you expected O'Dorizzi to be. If you thought he was anything different than what he is right now, you were out of your mind. This is yeah. he's a number three starter and he has been a perfect number three starter so far. Like Absolutely. roughly. And he's throwing here's the thing there's a trend in baseball this year of uh, starters going only like say four or five innings, five and a third, that kind of thing. Like the the quality starter field, the six innings plus is like significantly reduced this year because of the emergence of like specialists and bullpen guys and things like that. So to get a guy like Odorizzi who is almost always, Six to seven innings. Six plus, so, right? Yeah. Like that just saves your team so much to know that every five days you have a guy that's going to go six or seven. So yeah, I've a lot. Been... Of, I have a lot of hope. And you... in... what? Oh, the last point I'll put on that uh, on the on the positivity that I have with this team uh, is that besides the fact that they're kind of putting things together and that guys are starting to come back to form and things like that, I think I saw. Now I'm going to mess up the numbers on this, but it's something crazy like. We have 40% of our games left this season against divisional opponents. Okay. Including, like, something wild, like 50 games against the Tigers, White Sox, and Royals, who all are god-awful.
1: Yeah, I mean, somehow the Tigers have been half-decent.
0: Yeah, they're, what, a game or two below us? I think they're two below us, yeah. Yeah.
1: But... Nobody but the Royals and though. the
0: White Sox are two of the worst teams in baseball. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if you say you have 50 games against, you know, three of the bottom tier teams in the American League, even if you just say that you have, you know, what would that be? Like, let's say 30-ish games against uh, just the White Sox and the Royals, like, you should be looking at winning, like, say 20 to 25 of those games.
1: Yeah,
0: right. Like, or that would you shot. I think the the problem the twins have right now, and this is where everybody always talks about, like, oh, it's early, it's April, it's May, it doesn't matter. Like they dug themselves a hole, and it's hard to climb out of. And if you look at like the wild card standings right now, oh, like, they got no chance. That's the problem. Like Boston, and New York are toe to toe. One of them's getting a wild card, one of them's getting the division. So you're playing for one spot if you're looking at a wild card. And there's like seven. Uh, what do I no? What was it? If you include the Twins and anybody within, like, a game or two of them, uh, there's, like there's, like, seven teams battling for one spot.
1: Yeah, so they're six and a half back on that second wild card spot.
0: That's wild. Uh, so are the
1: Blue Jays and the Rays?
0: Yeah, that's insane.
1: Um, and then, so that, that spot's owned by the Mariners, and then the Angels are two and a half back. The uh, A's
0: are four and a half back. That I mean, now, granted, I – if you were to ask me, like, do I expect, like, say, the A's to still be there and Tigers and things like that? No. So, I don't, do I think it's going to be seven, eight teams battling for t- uh, that spot? No. But like, the Angels are a legitimate team. Like the, the Angels definitely should.
1: The Mariners. Um, ah. <laughs> I mean, they could, they sh- they can maybe battle for it. I don't, I don't yeah. know.
0: I, to tell you the truth, I have no idea how they're ten games above five hundred. I really don't have any idea how they're doing that with smoke and mirrors right now either. But. Uh, James Faxon and nobody else. A James Faxon. for out, which is awesome. But now they've got Robbie Cano out for most of the year. Uh, uh, Jean Segura just got hurt. Things like that. They're relying on like Mitch Haniger to be their best hitter. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they can keep stringing it along. I guess who knows. But um, here's the thing: we don't we might not have to worry about that because Cleveland does not look tough at all.
1: No, I mean right. They've they've been tough, you know. Short stretches here and there, but then they play very terribly for longer stretches. So,
0: and and I keep hearing everybody's going with the excuse of like, well, you know, the Indians are going to be there. Like, well, no, I don't know that. They're like, it's, we're getting close to June, and they're what two, three games above 500 at the most, not even.
1: Yeah, they're two games or one game above 500.
0: Yeah. So like, oh they played God. almost two months of baseball of 500 baseball. I'm supposed to just believe that magically they're gonna be like a a seven hundred and fifty win like or like you know in three out of four every every week series or whatever like I don't I don't see that. No, and they haven't. I mean, they haven't had any injuries. No, it's just been guys not hitting well. Like Kipnis sucks, and Carson and is struggling, but they always say, "Oh, he's a slow starter." Well. You can only be a slow starter for so many years before you just are done. Um, yeah, that's just it. Santana's been okay, but nothing great. Like, there's nothing standing on it. Santana's gone. gone. Carlos?
1: He's in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, uh, that could be a bigger <laughs> thing, though, is because they don't have that. So, I don't know who DH is for them. Uh, I mean, I guess it's Encarnación, and then some people play first base or whatever, but. It's probably more what like
0: Ramirez hasn't been. Ramirez hasn't been, been. Last year
1: he way overachieved. I was gonna
0: say he's been good, not great. Like not what he. Last year like somehow he, he was.
1: Yeah,
0: his greatest year. No, he's he's uh, what twenty six. Like he's not like old. Like he could easily bounce back, but. But yes, their pitching hasn't might, been anywhere near what everybody thought it was gonna be. Uh,
1: that dude who we we're just talking about, Ramirez. He might get. He might get uh, jaw cancer before the end of the year.
0: Is he a big Chosky guy?
1: Oh, oh my god! I think this dude throws a whole tin in his lip. <laughs> Every time you see him out there playing, this dude's looking like he's got a tumor growing.
0: That's awesome. That's old school. He Does he did. have it wrapped in bubblegum?
1: <laughs> I don't know. He might that's what that's what old Brady used to do. Take <laughs> like Redman? Red Man? dude oh, yeah. would take red man pulls and wrap it in bubble yum
0: that sounds awful
1: oh have you ever had it
0: no god no red, red man i mean have i had red I mean, man individually yes
1: yeah yeah no not have you had the wrap
0: not not wrapped in bubble yum
1: <laughs> i mean i guess it can help it for like probably 20 seconds then the bubble gum's out of flavor
0: oh uh, that just that's that sounds so terrible
1: yeah, that's uh no, thank you. All right. All right. So,
0: oh, so, so Sano's com- well, Sano's coming back. What do you think?
1: What are your thoughts on him? He I, he missed
0: – I heard it a 24 games. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't know. It. There you blame a- it on the way – I hate hearing that. Like, he's
1: a big dude, man. It's not – well, he's a fat guy. Like, there's plenty of large guys out there who don't pull their hamstrings yeah whatever get hurt I don't know whatever he had like a fluke thing where he had to kind of get microfracture surgery I don't know I think he's back and ready to dominate I'm worried just
0: he had weight issues coming into last year's spring training and then uh hit well obviously but then had like the whole shin thing at the end of the year that they like apparently took all offseason to recover and rather than doing anything to keep himself in baseball shape this dude went straight like I'm going to couch it and order delivery and that kind of thing. And showed up super overweight and then <laughs> couldn't hit he when he showed it. up. And now he gets injured, which, I mean, it's a almost a proven fact that, like, you know, when you're out of shape, you're more prone to injuries and things like that. Like, so I, I can't imagine he was like working his ass off while he was on um, the DL. So I just, I worry about him just settling into being like, okay, Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be
1: great. But, you know, him being okay is better than anyone else we put out there, really. I mean, Escobar has been fine. He was good early. Now he's been okay. Um, But I think between the two of them, like, I don't know. I'll take Sano being okay versus Escobar being okay.
0: And I don't think it's an either or. Um, What.
1: yeah, but I mean, it's like, well, who's going to be your everyday third baseman? And then you can let Escobar move over, especially with Polanco out till July still.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Is that Escobar is going to be playing short because Adrianza is your other option? And well, no, thank you.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: but um, also,
1: or I mean, you see what happens there. What they just moved Nick Gordon up to AAA. Oh yeah,
0: I did see that. That was nice. So I mean, but he's been playing a lot of second base. No, that's stupid. Yeah, so I don't unless it that means that a Dozier trade is on the horizon. I don't see how that helps us a lot. Um, I mean, I, I, can, see, I get there I can probably be Sino. for next year. Yeah, that could be. Um, I could see with Mauer being out, I could see a lot of like rotating Sano and Morrison at first and DH and that kind of stuff. And you you do Escobar and Adrianta and some things like that. You know, you kind of piece that all together and right. It, I mean, it just does give you another option. Like, even though he's not living up to the hype that we all thought or what we saw a couple of years ago, he's still better than what we have.
1: Yeah, no. So, I, I don't know. I think it'll be good to figure it out. He uh, – I mean, it was It was good to see him, like, basically is, dominate in his little minor league stint there. Like,
0: that's it what you hope when they don't do that.
1: Right. And that happens way more often. You're like, you're going against these guys who are shitty – And you're a pro guy, and I get you're working back and trying to.
0: You're trying to to do this. You're you're trying to do
1: this, or trying to yeah work it. You know, hit the ball the opposite way, or really see this, or take pitches, or whatever. But it's like
0: either way, you should
1: be dominating these dudes. You still should be crushing some
0: like community college kid. Come on, in like triple A, double A, whatever. So that's good. At least so we'll see what happens from there. No, like like I said, I mean I can nitpick all day, but. Overall, i um, I think I have a very positive outlook. You know, going forward in the next, like from, like, let's say here to the All Star break, uh, I think our schedule lightens up a little bit. I think uh, we've got these guys kind of rounding into shape. We've got guys coming off the of DL. I think they're in a, a great shape to make a push.
1: Yeah, and like like we talked about, you know, with with all that they've dealt with in their two games back, and the Indians haven't dealt with anything. They just haven't been good. See, and that's why I'd
0: much rather be in our position than theirs. Other other
1: than uh, Andrew Miller going on the DL for 10 days, but he was terrible before then and hasn't been much better since. Right.
0: Yeah. I don't get how a guy
1: like that loses it, but somehow.
0: Yeah, that guy's so good. I don't understand either. There might be something more significant wrong because you don't just go from being arguably the most dominant reliever in baseball to a dude. Like a 7 ERA. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I heard something on the radio. I couldn't give credit to whoever said it, but, um, that they said, like, if you would have said, told me back in February that, uh, we're approaching June 1st and Irvin Santana hasn't pitched yet, that Jorge Afalanco has been out for the year, that Nolan Buxton have missed significant time, uh, that your all of, almost all of your, Acquisitions, Trades uh, of review, Morris and Morrison have been Below average. Um, all this kind of stuff. Uh, what was the other thing I saw? We've been walked off six times this year. Eesh. That's ridiculous. That's not good. That's not sustainable either though. Right, no. So if you combine all of those factors And said, okay, on May 25th, we're gonna be two games out of first place in the central. We're gonna be two games below 500, whatever. Like, five. And I don't think, yeah.
1: If I don't think you could say two games below 500, you'd be like, well, that sucks. But you, if, if you're gonna say, you know, you're two games back out of the first in the central, then you're like, all right, we'll take that.
0: Yeah, like, like I would be shocked if in the month of June they don't play like say 600 ball.
1: Yeah. They're,
0: they're set up for it.
1: So yeah. and it sounds like you think they got fine. a pretty easy schedule. So let's do it. Yeah. All right, so, so now let we'll see we'll see if he's fat guy or not. Um that reminded me of another fat guy. So
0: happy birthday. Is that where you're going? No, is it his birthday? Big sexy. Is it really his birthday? Forty five years young today. No way. That's yeah. who I was going through. I didn't know it was his birthday. I had, oh, yeah. man. That dude's probably hit up three buffets today. Oh, man. kind of uh, type of foodie could he eat. He went the full gamut of, like, Mexican, Italian. He probably uh, hit, like, a casino
1: buffet to get all those in one. <laughs> yeah, like, there you go. Got, this dude's got crab legs that he's, like, pulling out of freaking mashed potatoes and gravy. Just, just his <laughs> gravy his whole
0: tray. It's not even a
1: plate. It's just a whole tray.
0: He threw some chicken legs in the back pocket as he walked out.
1: Oh, yeah. A couple biscuits in his front pocket. Uh, but he, he So, I see. What do you think? He, he's got a chance to make the All-Star game.
0: He does. He's top five in the RA. Man, I don't... And he might have my favorite individual play of the entire baseball season so far. Just taking it in the gut. Just straight gut shot and just threw it to first like it wasn't a big deal. The thing had an exit velocity of, like, 102. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Just takes it like, like it was nothing. Like, that's how, like, a dad takes a little ground <laughs> ball from, like, off the pitching machine from these kids. <laughs> it's like, I, oh, cool. I can't pick stop up. watching that highlight. Yeah, man. So, yeah, Bartolo, he's, uh, he's got, to I got a feeling. Naked.
0: Oh, God, I hope he does. Please put so big Sex in the All-Star game. Good God. But I also think this is going to turn into, like, a dumpster fire so fast. Who, Bartolo? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at what happened with the Twins. Look at what happened with the Braves. Look at, I mean, what happened with the Mets. Like, he's a guy that has a – he has stretches. Can you catch him in his stretches of, of effectiveness? Because eventually it's going to fall off the rails and it's going to be a disaster. Oh, yeah. He's just going to be serving up meatballs. And, and gonna go meatballs. from – like right now he's getting like, you know, whatever it is, five, six innings and a run or two at a time. And that you're going to get a, a handful of starts in a row where he goes like an inning in a third with seven earned.
1: Yeah, he's definitely got – I mean, he just gave up uh, a bunch to the Yankees who – I mean, everybody does that, basically, so...
0: Yeah, that happens. And much Did there. you see Judge's home run yesterday? Speaking of the Yankees. He,
1: yeah, about 440 feet or something outrageous. They can call it 440. In my mind, that thing went 650. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he he sends them out of there, and not so does, you know, Stanton, but Judge, I mean, yeah. The thing just jumps out of there, and you're like, good Lord. Puts it in places
0: in Texas where nobody's anywhere near sitting. I mean, uh, him and sitting both hit balls that most of the time outfielders just to like, I don't know. I feel like it's like a moral support for their pitchers. They, like, give it a little bit of a chase, like a, a jog to the track kind of thing. And those guys both hit home runs where guys just, like, stand and turn and, like, take their shades down like, damn. Like, yep, that's gone. Yeah, those guys are insane. They're also terrible because but... I What was that? I said they're also terrible because I have to hate the Yankees and they both hit like okay. two twenty. Well, yeah, and
1: strike out a million times, so Right. Stanton especially, uh yeah. He's also got a uh, ten year contract that hasn't started yet, so that's no, not that gang. It's hard. Well, Alright, well he's there for ten more years still.
0: Yeah. He I think I want to say he's in year two of that. Okay, fine. But well, yeah, he's still but got either eight way, years then. Either, either way, he's still like three hundred some million dollars or whatever it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. And he I mean what I think A seen he's whatever, twenty eight, so you know, he should be he's in his prime now, but his salary keeps going up. Um and they compared it to J D. Martinez. It's progressive. Where JD Martinez is like two years older, but he makes more like this year, next year, and then starts to make less. Which, right. You know, smart executives elsewhere, and he has like a four-year contract, not a ten-year
0: contract. Yeah, it was uh, it was actually kind of shocking that the Marlins made a poor decision. Weird old Jeets, Jesus. Here's what sucks though. This is this is why it sucks that it... this is why I hate the they they bring him on and he's terrible about and they're like haha you guys suck but they have judge who's still awesome and Gary Sanchez is only like you're like oh yes well the yankees suck and they have these guys who are paying a ton of money and they're like great i love hating the yankees then they call up like, car and and so like, and making like <laughs> right. Sanchez uh, and. So I mean, yeah. Like,
1: Judge won't have to have a contract for, what, like four years or so?
0: Yeah. Although, left side. Money. Wally's out. be the franchise, and it's going to all.
1: Yeah, it's all going to depend, you know, naturally on, like, can they find pitching still? Because I don't think. They don't have any young pitchers, right? Well, they have several, you know, Well, okay. But, like, other than – Goddamn stuff. Yeah, he's he's really good, yeah. But, I mean, like, more than him.
0: <laughs> That's just, where they got to like,
1: you know, They don't well, have, like, another guy who's even – like, what, then Sonny Gray, who's, like, 30? Is their next. I think Gray's been here?
0: really bad. CeCe's been okay, but he's, like, whatever, 30-some years old, 35, whatever. Um, and, yeah.
1: Tanaka has been, what, average to decent.
0: Uh, and I feel like, like, not knowing their system that well off the top of my head, but I feel like the majority of their top uh all position players, still.
1: They still got one. I know I've seen him today because I was looking at her yesterday. Justice Winf- or Justice Sheffield is a pitcher, which I didn't realize. I thought he was an outfielder. Like,
0: and I would have uh, money. And I don't, I don't know. Money. If you would have told me his name and just this so guy. <laughs>
1: Is his dad I, Gary?
0: I, I think so. I thought so too, and then they were oh. like, Oh, he's
1: a he's a left handed starting pitcher, so then I was like, I don't know anything anymore. I thought his dad was Gary and he was a outfielder. He he does look at least like uh black he does look like the same skin complexion as Gary, so
0: I mean have you seen the
1: Oh yeah, they got them all. They all play on the same team.
0: I was trying to think of who the third one was today. Craig
1: Vigio's kid. He leaves there. The he leaves them in home runs, and then Dante Bichette Jr. Yeah, and then of course
0: the the uber crush,
1: and then Vlad Guerrero. Which I was reading something today. It sounded they were saying that they thought there's a there's a chance that they don't
0: call him up all year.
1: I mean, so they should. they okay.
0: If we were gonna talk baseball, I had this written down that I wanted to talk prospects. Um,
1: nice. And so okay. And we're on that,
0: and we're on that track with Torres and and uh, the term. so let's uh, uh hey
1: let's let's take a quick breather. I'm gonna grab a beer. Is that good okay. with you? You take take a quick break, and then we'll uh, we'll jump right back in and we'll talk prospects and and other a few other topics. So, so just to give the
0: listeners that of this is gonna be super nerdy, in-depth baseball kind of stuff. So fast forward if you. Yeah, it's gonna be all baseball, gang. So that's what you're getting.
1: You're welcome. So we'll be right back. All right. Hey. All right. Prospects, prospects, prospects. Let's uh, talk about yeah. them.
0: Yeah, let's go deep dive. This is gonna be uh, super nerdy baseball stuff, but uh, that's what I live for.
1: All right. Who do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Who do you want to start with? What do you
0: like? Well, so I'm going to go right off of, well, in general, we've had a lot of like top tier prospects coming up to the majors, even if just for a taste uh, in the last like two or three weeks. But I want to rewind back to what we were talking about before the break, where we talked about all the the big names in the Toronto system. Right. You got Vlad Jr., you got Bichette's kid, and you got Bichette's kid.
1: Some people hold
0: on, some people might
1: not understand what that means Vlad- okay. Vladimir Guerrero, his kid Vladimir Guerrero jr who is, days, plays for exactly point, like his dad oh my God,
0: his swing is identical, and uh, at this point is not arguably is the best prospect in baseball.
1: I've seen something that he was number two, but i didn 't see who would be number behind one behind who i don't know it was like it was like oh uh, it was just it was a quick article about like the a l East and like each team's top prospect of when or like that would that may come this year or something sure and they talked about him and it was like you know number one prospect for toronto number two in mlb and i was like I, uh, I, I, i'm sure i
0: could look it might him. be alex reyes
1: if they still consider him a prospect
0: yeah i how is he a prospect he's pitched in the majors like i don't, I don't think he even has rookie status anymore
1: i don't know they still had uh Somebody they had on there was already up. So I was like, well, that doesn't count. So
0: it was uh, that kid.
1: It's off. Adames uh, for Tampa Bay. That was the one they picked for him. And I was like, well, he's already up. I plan on bringing him up at some point, too. Because he, yeah, he he looks pretty solid after two games. So, anyways, Vlad
0: Guerrero Jr.,
1: uh, yeah, the number one prospect in baseball, third baseman, Blue Jay system.
0: Yes. Uh, And then they have Dante Pacheco's kid. I don't know his first name, it's Dante. No, it's not. It's Dante Jr. I'm fairly sure. I'm pretty sure
1: he's also Jr.
0: So they just straight go Vlad Jr. and Dante Jr. Yeah, and I think he
1: has, like, the picture I saw is he has, like, Dante Bichette's haircut from 1998.
0: I was praying you were going to say he has the mullet that Bichette had. Dude,
1: it, it like, the curly-haired mullet. He
0: was oh, wearing. He was wearing a what?
1: hat. He was wearing a hat, so I couldn't tell. But, like, you can see the curls. That like is like you know not quite shoulder length, oh man, that's hilarious, that's <laughs> he's got that, that yeah, he at least didn't, and then and then they also have Craig Vigio's kid, yeah, his name's not Craig, I know that, hey, all right, <laughs> um, and so he, as of this was uh within the past week or whatever, um Vigio's kid led their team and or all of the Blue Jays minor league system and home runs.
0: There's no way.
1: Yeah, he had he had one more than Vlad.
0: Vlad hit like nineteen or something stupid. He had more.
1: Wow. He had one more than him. And then Vlad and then he had like one fewer home run, but like, you know, eight more RBIs and was bat in his batting like I don't know, four hundred or something close to it's a hell
0: and, of a system right there to have those three. And then they
1: were like, and here's Don Epichette Jr. And he was hitting, like, 220 and has one home run. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this guy sucks.
0: But he was a highly touted prospect coming into the year, so. He's got a name. I don't know how there, good he's supposed to be. Uh, he was in Baseball America's top 100. Okay, nice. So he's got, like, pedigree in terms of, like, his previous minor league uh, statistics and things like that. Okay. But uh, you, you just up the fact that, like – uh So, Vlad Jr. is arguably number one in uh, the prospect rankings, and they're talking about not bringing him up this year, and everybody's freaking out about it. And in my mind, I go, yeah, don't bring him up. He's 19 years old. Your team is average to below average at best. Let's say he comes up in rate. Yep. That doesn't make them a playoff contender. It starts his his service clock. And all it means is that he enters free agency at, like, say, 24, 25, like right before he hits his prime, which means he's going to ask for, I mean, based on what those salaries are going to be next winter, depending on what Machado gets, Harper gets, things like that, if you fast forward five more years, if, if a guy like Vlad Jr. is as good as we think he might be, you're looking at having to pay that guy $500 million. Oh, sure.
1: Yeah. it's very possible.
0: So why not say, Hey, we're not that good this year. I know you're racing, but you need some seasoning, you know, you know, make up whatever excuse you need to make up That's and what I hate. One, more, one more year. Just because like, I know you can't wait forever on process, but he is 19. It's not like you got a guy who's like 21, 22, like ready to bust out and like be a superstar, uh, at that age, like, he's 19, you can easily say, like, nah, you haven't experienced enough yet, like, and buy yourself that type. It's, it's a it's a stupid thing to do, but it's a, a smart business move, but you don't have to call up a guy just because at 19, he's racing.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's just shitty. It's like, hey, if you're that good, you should be playing.
0: And we don't know how good he actually is, like he's a good 19-year-old playing double-A.
1: Yeah, that's true, too. So, you know, like,
0: like there, there might be holes in his game that we don't see that, like, your advanced scouts, your people like that, they know way more than all the rest of us know. Um, but then again, we say that knowing that Washington just called up Juan Soto. Oh, yeah, 19. 19 years old, comes out, hits, what do you go, three for four with a bomb in his first game. Start. And then he goes... Or first start, sorry, you're right, you guys would pinch pinched it the first game. Right. Uh, and then second game, I mean, he got a hit, but like three walks and things like that. So, but like, and then he went over after that. So, who knows if it was just like an adrenaline burst. But, well, but they were, three games. They're, and... But they're willing to come up because as a team that's good.
1: Yeah, like, it makes sense for them.
0: Yeah, you could use a little burst.
1: Right. No, it makes sense for them.
0: If you're Toronto, like, let's say Vlad comes up and he pops a little bit, and let's say the rest of the year he hits, I don't know, 25 home runs.
1: Sure.
0: Does that change anything about your franchise?
1: No, probably not, but I don't know. It's just shitty when, like, if somebody's good enough to play and they're not playing because we want to keep you, like, we want to have an extra year seven years from now or whatever it is you know
0: it sucks but that's the system that's in place yeah i'm not
1: i'm not blaming them for it i mean no, it's the it, same reason it's the same reason that chris bryant didn't start with the cubs whatever three years ago and they always do that because if you can it, wait literally like two weeks of the season then all of a sudden you gain an extra whatever yeah,
0: however much control of the guy and like just call this, him up with the, the team this scenario is slightly different than that because there's always going to be guys like that. Acuna was like that this year in Atlanta. I
1: mean, it's similar, but d- d- it's, it's a different. Not. It's different,
0: but it's still stupid. <laughs> it, it, it's a bad system. Yeah, all I around. Think, I think the the Chris Bryant thing. The it was Yon Mancada a couple years ago. It right. was Chris. It was uh, Acuna this year. It's these guys that everybody like Acuna this year was the perfect example. He hit like. 400 in spring training right like led like the i don't know if they're in the cactus or grapefruit league in like home runs and stuff like that like he was clearly ready and then they're like ah we saw some things no you didn't what you saw is that if he goes down for three weeks you gain an extra year of service right
1: that's just it
0: so this is a little different because he's 19 like this isn't just a kid who's like you know ready to be a major league player like you think he might have a chance to be but I don't think it's that far out of the realm of possibility that you're like, no, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's flashing. He's got highlights. Oh. He's doing this, but he's missing this, that, and the other, because he's 19. And I, I don't think you're out of your mind. I don't think it's just a straight service time thing to say he needs to stay down. Like, right. cause you also don't want, you don't want him to have like, say, the, the, the effect where, he, you know, he has all these crazy minor numbers. You call him up and he hits a buck 40 but what
1: if, what if this, and obviously I don't know their situation either, but what if he comes up and rakes and then, you know, they're looking at, uh, you know, free agents next year. And, and do you sell them on, well, we got some prospects. We haven't done anything. And these guys are, you can be like, we got this guy who is rookie of the year, should have been rookie of the year. That's that true. can, I mean, that could change that it then to too. Then. And there's been 19 year olds who have, you know, came in and crushing in the minors. Or, I mean, in the majors, then.
0: I will still stand by the fact that, uh, in a way, and this is going to sound really messed up, but give me a chance to explain it. In a way, uh, Bryce Harper and Mike Trout ruined prospects and expectations. Well, sure. (laughs) Nobody's going to be as good as them coming right up. It's not not necessarily a hot take, but, like, everybody saw them and they are the two best players in baseball right now and have been for like five, six years. And so now everybody expects their top prospect of whatever team they follow to be ready to go at like 19, 20, 21. When the reality is most guys aren't ready until 23, 24. And even then they don't like see their full potential until 25, 26.
1: It's like what the, what the Vegas Golden Knights did this year. (laughs) <laughs> this is nothing new than anything yes it yes, it is here, watch, watch me explain it to you, all right, their all right we drew way through this one. they thought you know their first year expansion team, classically expansion teams uh everybody's like oh they'll suck, they were five hundred to one odds to win the cup,
0: except and for the now way they did the expansion draft this year was so ridiculous,
1: yeah, well, they also yeah, it was they they rewarded them. But also because they did that because they made whoever owns them pay five hundred million dollars just to get to own them. Just Which to didn't. have them be a franchise. So then they were so then they based on that said, okay, since we're making you pay so much, we'll try to make it so your team isn't quite dog shit.
0: Dude, that's not that crazy. No, so so their team the, still Hang on, did you see that? I think that's going through. If it hasn't gone through yet, it's going through soon that they're selling the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. For $2.2 2 billion.
1: Yeah, and that's all an established entity and everything. But I'm um, saying,
0: like, so to yeah. ask them for also a five football minutes, team. Yeah, that's a football it is. team. It's, it's a very different, you know, financial scale. But. To ask them to pay $500 million for a, franch- a major sports franchise, isn't that out of the question?
1: It's just to have them. I mean, it's. I, I get that you're comparing it. it. I mean, that's also the fact just to own them. Um, but to, like, start in with that. and But so here's where I'm going, though. Is, okay, I think so, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, so Seattle has a team, or they're supposed to finalize that in the next whatever, like, couple of days or weeks. So Seattle is going to add a team and people now are going to expect that they'll wait, get wait. all these good players. A hockey
0: team? Yeah. I hadn't heard that. It's like a
1: 2020, 2021, 2022, something like that.
0: Oh, I hadn't heard anything about that.
1: Yeah. So it's uneven right now too. So they'll, they're adding. So that's the, that's the other side of, of why Vegas uh, was good was because they usually add them in twos, you know? Right. And so, they'd add them in twos, and each team can only lose a player. So, one team picks a guy from the wild. The other team can't pick anybody from the wild. So, the, right. the wild are off the board. They had the pick of the litter, basically, you know. So, they could pick right. a player from every team. I mean, like, numbers-wise, they couldn't. But they got that, and they have however many draft picks and everything, too. Potentially, they could. Um Right. But so... So they got that, but so then, so anyway, so there wasn't anybody to compete with either over players. It wasn't like they picked a really good player, and then the other team got a one. Well, they got to pick whoever they wanted, yeah. Know, they got within the constraints, so within the constraints of salaries and everything else.
0: Um, yeah, they would have had half of their roster realistically if they had a second team.
1: Right, that's just it. So so anyways, so there's uh. An imbalance now, where there's uh i want to say one extra east team, uh even though Vegas got added, but however they've done it um Seattle's getting a team, I think it's twenty twenty and they'll come in by themselves, but so people are going to expect hopefully they don't, but they 're going to think, okay well we're an expansion team like Vegas we'll get these good players from everybody now we're you know even making the playoffs or let alone going as far as Vegas is. So they've, they've ruined expansion teams. Just like, just like you said, trout ruined, uh, you know, rookies.
0: I see where you're trying to make the correlation. I don't necessarily buy into that as much. Um, and here's, here's my thing is that like forever expansion teams have been terrible. Yeah. So to have one pop up, I don't think changes the expectation as much. Like maybe the difference is, is that when Seattle comes in a couple of years, the expectation is they're not the worst team in hockey.
1: But People are
0: going to think that they're really good. They're going to expect playoffs. I don't think they are just because one team did it. I don't think that's the expectation there's not think, that
1: many though you can't say one team to one player it'd be like when there's a bunch of players i mean just think of no, like, but, numbers wise
0: no but i think like i think it's 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 the difference is is that you're talking about like full team and like put you know a success whereas i'm talking about like individual players and success at a an an age that's not realistic like yeah like you're
1: one of a team it's a pretty good correlation
0: it's it's okay i see what you're doing it's not the worst i see what you're doing but i think the problem is is that we've also like more people know who the prospects are on each team right now than they did say five years ago 10 years ago that kind of thing like nobody used to know who you're outside of your maybe your number one prospect nobody knew who else was in the system whereas yeah. now nowadays you have like like if you're the twins you have you know idiots calling into like radio stations being like why isn't Nick Gordon up? Why isn't Steven Gonzalez up? Why isn't this guy up? You know, this and that, why isn't this guy moving from single A to double A, you know, whereas you would have never even known their name five, 10 years ago. And, and then to jump it up another level is that when you do have those top prospects, we have Sinell and Buxton, the expectation isn't just like what it used to be like, Oh, Hey, it's a rookie, even if it's a highly touted rookie, but, like, oh, you know, it'll take him a couple of years to get acclimated to the game, that kind of thing. Now it's it's the expectation that you walk in and you're a superstar.
1: Yeah, they should be.
0: I, they shouldn't, though. They fall into that kind of game.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> – I mean, right. No, I get what you're saying. So, well, but, and and if, if, if people like you and Lars stop calling into Pharrell on the bench and demanding that – Nick Gordon play then you know it wouldn't be such a big deal but I have no desire to even
0: have Nick Gordon in our system to be honest
1: you and Matt the regular guy are just constant
0: (laughs) callers long-time listeners frequent callers but it has been fun though. so I'm gonna like totally contradict myself here so after saying that the expectations are too high it's been really fun the last like week and a half two weeks to see a high not a high number but a decent number of high-level prospects get called up and succeed. Yeah, it's always fun. Um, you know, you get Austin Meadows in Pittsburgh. <laughs> with Davis in, uh, you get Willie Davis in Tampa. You get who was the guy you just said? What Willie Davis? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, Willie Davis comes in and hits a home run off Chris Sale in his first game. Yeah, nice job. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Austin Meadows is hitting like four hundred in his first week in the majors. He's got like three home runs, four home runs. Yeah, it's awesome. And what the, the crazy thing is that he might get sent down. They've already said for sure. William Damus is getting sent down, like after the weekend. Like,
1: well, it, we'll see. I
0: we'll mean, maybe that. with
1: maybe that one like over the weekend. But it's like something else. Like, wasn't Cody Ballinger supposed to get sent back down last year? And, and they're like, right, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly.
0: Maybe we're
1: we'll see that. It's the
0: same, yeah. It's all that same thing. Or, or so, what,
1: what, Walker Buehler was supposed to make like a start, maybe two starts. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't left the
0: rotation. <laughs> maybe you should stick around, guys. I love when they say that, though. Oh, he's up just for uh, four days while we're trying to fill in this spot. Why?
1: You could have called another like, scrub up.
0: If he's your number one prospect, or he's you know one of your top prospects, he's the top you know X number prospect in baseball, and then he comes up and does exactly what you were hoping he would do. Right. So now, right. now you have to backtrack and be like, Well I
1: just check he did he did that now. Back down, idiot.
0: I just don't understand why even saying that. Like, yeah, we're gonna come up, we'll see how he does. If he earns a spot, he stays. You know, you know, like why just why come out and say like the Rays came out and said like Willie Davis will be here for like two to three days and then he goes four for five with a bomb off Chris Sale. And all of a sudden, now everybody's like, "Well, maybe he'll stick around through the weekend or into next week." I don't know.
1: Yeah, who knows? You got any other any other hot uh, prospect news or notes or things you're looking forward Uh, to? People you're looking forward to seeing? About the twins, you think? You think uh, anyone? I mean, I guess we're even trying to find a spot for Irv. So I
0: don't. I don't see the Twins calling up anybody significant without there being significant, like either terrible player injury. Sure. I mean, Romero was kind of the top end. Otherwise, most of our guys are, like we said before, Nick Gordon. Well, unless Dozier gets hurt, they are traded. Shown, yeah. They've shown an unwillingness to play him at shorts. I don't think they believe in him as a shortstop. So you need to either have Dozier get hurt or get traded for him to come up, and even that, I just I don't see Nick Gordon as being like the, a super big impact. He's just a young guy. Um, Royce Lewis is still a couple years away. Eh?
1: Oh yeah, he's what eighteen.
0: Eighteen or nineteen, yeah. And the only other guy that even like registers on the like top prospect radar would be Gonzalez.
1: He's been very good?
0: He's been very good. But the problem is we're already going like, shoot, who do we get rid of for Irv? Right, yeah. So unless, you know, unless Lynn goes back into the tank, unless Kyle Gibson, you know, is really terrible, unless Irv, like, has a setback, like, I don't see him coming up anytime soon either. So there's really nothing. We've exhausted that major league ready –
1: of those guys, yeah. Do you think do you think any of the relievers get called
0: up? So we got some fireballers down there. Uh, I I would like to think so, but I don't know a lot of them are coming off of injuries and things like that. Like I don't know where Tyler J is in his recovery, for example. Right. I and know Trevor agree. May I know Trevor May's not scheduled to like really come back until June or even July. And at that point the twins They're are sending them out, aren't they? They're still saying he's going to be a starter. I think they just got to give
1: him that as an option. And I mean, it's easier to, it's easier to be like, all right,
0: you were going to do that, but now we're just going to have you throw an inning then be like, and and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's the reason is that, like you said, it's way easier to be a starter and gear down than to stretch out. Right. It's a different mentality, of
1: course, of like, you know, coming in with a guy on or just being a reliever or whatever, but, but um, I mean, Whatever it was, like you can't work yourself up in there.
0: Two years ago, he looked like the kind of guy that like
1: could be a closer,
0: and not even a closer because I feel like closer is such an overrated role. But like he was starting to look like like we were ahead of the curve on the the whole like uh, Andrew Miller type pitcher, where you have a guy that you just you know, basically what we signed addison read for.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm I'm struggling to go up with the phrase there too.
0: Yeah, uh, firefighter, I think is the word I've heard occasionally. Well yeah, that's that's it, but not the one I was thinking of. No, but I was thinking of something else, but but he was already starting to fill that role two years ago before it became in vogue.
1: Right. Like, yeah, that's true.
0: He's your best bullpen guy. He might pitch in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, you know, whatever. And I feel like that's, I mean, it's hard to say. It's been a year and a half, two years. So it's hard to say, like, could he still do that? But I feel like those those rules have uh, escalated in value. Why not bring him back into that role? But like you said, bring him back as a starter. You can easily ramp him down in innings and up in velocity. This
1: goes perfectly, though, too. And uh, what if he becomes your starter, like the Rays, so oh my God, uh, I
0: just had that written down.
1: So, I love Ray, just so
0: that.
1: yeah. So so the the uh, not the concept of the closer, the concept of the starter. They uh for you guys that probably don't know, you didn't pay attention to the Rays versus it's Angels brilliant. game it's over the last it's weekend. It's brilliant.
0: It's brilliant.
1: The Rays had uh, Sergio Romo, veteran reliever,
0: what did start you two days in a row, plus 500 uh, plus appearances in the major leagues. Starts
1: starts on, uh, I believe it was Saturday. Um, Saturday we'll and Sunday Saturday or Friday and, Sunday. and Saturday? It's one yeah, of the two. Whatever it was over the weekend. So starts Saturday, throws, uh, what, I think that one was an inning and a third. One and a third. Uh, one and a third, strikes out three guys. I mean, gave up like one walk, um, shuts them down basically. And then, and then the guy that's t- technically or typically the starter came in and threw like six innings very well. But
0: hang on, he's not, so let's break this down. um, what they're doing is so like new age and well, like, so so in was, my so mind that he off. did that again,
1: yes, so that's what you gotta explain so so then Sunday comes and he starts the game again, same guy starts the game, throws an inning, uh, I
0: don't think it worked quite as well, or he was it, decent it didn't work quite as well, but the mentality behind it. Is something I feel like you're gonna to start to see more and more. So right, no. the Rays are going with four starters. Yep. But occasionally you have a week where you have you know six no games, updates right you know yeah what, seven games whatever, whatever. so you're gonna need that fifth starter occasionally. Well, rather than having just some crappy AAA pitcher come get lit up for four runs, they're gonna go bullpen by committee. Which, well, is what, not, which is not uncommon. And
1: what they did the first, so sa- Saturday is uh, what their manager, Kevin Cash, who I thought was like the Padres GM, but... He was. <laughs>
0: and now he's a manager? He's not the manager. I thought that was their manager's name. I think that's their GM. Okay. Either way.
1: Um, But explaining what they did too is that the Angels have a righty-heavy lineup. They had a, a lefty, a young lefty slated to throw. One, they had one lefty in the whole lineup. Yeah, so they were like, well, we'll have this guy go against all these righties right away. And then, so he got, basically got them all out Saturday, and then he could deal from there. And obviously, you know, he still had to face the righties, but it was one less time through the order for him. So,
0: what they, rather what than they, save
1: that guy for later to shut down yeah. these righties, you just shut them down right away.
0: What and what they've done is they've built their pitching staff so that they have their four starters. And in lieu of having a fifth starter like on the roster, they have two guys that are essentially like what you would have typically in the past called long release guys. The guys who the guys who once upon a time would have been like our starter got rocked for five runs and oh, in two innings. Come in and like settle things down for five innings.
1: You're, uh, you're, uh, yeah, you're right. You're, you're classic Nick Blackburn, but he started Matt Guerrero. Oh, yeah, Matty G. That
0: was it. Yeah. Um, but, but they're much better than the typical long inning relief guys. Like, these are guys who potentially could be starters or potentially could be like high leverage, uh, relief guys. This is where I can see Trevor May sitting in too. By the way, um, this guy, uh, Carl Yarborough. Yeah, Kale's Kale's son. It's <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> Race car driver. It's just such a an innovative way to approach pitching. So okay, we're gonna have a bullpen game, which is not a new concept in baseball. But instead of the bullpen game being. We're going to have our long relief guy throw three to four innings and then piece it together after that. You treat the early innings just as importantly as the late innings. Yeah. So you that say, hey, you thing. know what? Your best hitters are probably your one through four hitters. So I'm going to throw my, oh my best God. relief pitcher or my best yeah. matchup. Like you said, like, they're all right-handed guys. So I'm going to throw my best right-handed pitcher, Sergio Romo, for an inning, inning at third, whatever, and you get shut down for an inning, two innings. Now, all of a sudden, it's a seven-inning game. And now I throw in my guide for four or five innings. Right. And I still have a couple guys to shut things down at the end. And yes. I, I mind, mean, I like, I like so the progressive great. thinking. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so innovative. It's so cool. I like it. Like, I didn't care. If, even if it would have not worked out. Even if, let's say, Romo gave up, like, four runs in the first. I love the idea behind it. Yeah, it was fun. Baseball and I know, is, is a sport that needs more, like, fun, more innovation, things like uh, that. And yeah, nat- it.
1: naturally people that it impacts they don't like it, but you know you got to deal with it. Like they uh, they talked to Tyler Skaggs today, so starter for the Angels. So you saw it happen because they went against the Angels, and he yeah. was like, "It's like, well, as a starter, I don't like it." It's like, no, well, of yeah, course
0: not.
1: <laughs> yeah, your impacts getting diminished. So, well, but like here is the
0: thing. He doesn't like it because contracts are still right. in the old school way of thinking that guys get incentives and bonuses based on, you know, quality starts, wins, you know, some of these things like that, instead of just like what's the best way for us to win? Like if all of a sudden everybody's contracts were just based on team wins as opposed to individual accomplishments,
1: right?
0: This whole thing would flip. And I think that's where we're going.
1: Well, and I mean, it's quality starts for sure, but it does, in a sense, give them a better opportunity for a win. You know, they does. don't have to go five.
0: Right. I think I think I, I read it somewhere, so I'm not going to take full credit. This isn't like my own idea. I read it on the internet somewhere, but I read that the, the potential future of like incentivated contracts is no longer going to be individual statistics. It's not how many wins did you get. It's not how many quality starts did you have. It's not what your ERA was. It's not, you know, how many saves you had. It's not anything like that. But so much as like, okay, I want an extra like five grand per win. Two grand yeah. per win. Something like that. Like and just focusing on the team aspect so that now if I'm a I'm a fringe possession player. And it's not all about me getting my RBI, my home runs, my whatever, but do we win games? It's not me as a pitcher getting, you know, my 15, 20 wins a year, my ERA sub four, three, whatever, getting 40 saves a year. But do our does our team win? Mm. So
1: it, doesn't,
0: it doesn't matter about me. I'm part of a system. Does,
1: like, win shares, does
0: that – Kind of account for that. I I wouldn't say I from what the article I read is that it has nothing to do with anything anything, like overly analytic like that. Okay, it's it's straight up team win. Interesting.
1: And so
0: and so that's where if you're a starting pitcher, and let's say you're really terrible the third time through the order, which a lot of pitchers are. Yeah. So if let's say then that means that every time I pitch, I maybe pitch four and two thirds, five and a third, that kind of thing. It's not going to give me a quality. Occasionally, it's not even going to qualify me for a win. Right. Yeah. But if our team wins the game, they've we've you know we've built a a, a, a good group together. It doesn't matter that I get pulled one out away from a qualifying for a win.
1: But if on yes, the team, yeah. well, I guess yeah, well, and I guess there's that impact support. though too of like you know if you are who was it a couple of years ago or whatever. I mean, if you're 0 and nine with like a three ERA though, you just don't get any run support. Your team doesn't any your
0: starts. Yeah, Felix Hernandez, uh, I want to say two years ago, lost like god sixteen, eighteen games, and he had an ERA under under four for sure, close to three.
1: No, that makes sense. And I thought I thought it
0: was him, and uh, there was somebody
1: else. I heard that just reminds me of like a stat of like no decisions. Yeah. Somebody. I mean, some of these guys obviously now they just have like outrageous numbers of no decisions.
0: Well, and especially if all of uh, pitching statistics have been based on, you know, wins and quality starts and this kind of stuff. Like if that's all their incentives have been based on, and now like baseball shifting away from. You know, as much as Jack Morris and Burt Blylevin hate that we don't throw 120 pitches a game, that's 200. where baseball's at. Yeah, that's where baseball's at right now. These guys throw 80 pitches a game, 90. Yeah. Weird Man. though. You
1: see, you see them start being worse, or like it's like, hey, you have if you have 12 guys, 13 guys on your pitching staff, like you should use four every game right that's okay well, if
0: i have the stats that says that like the ops against you in your first time through the order is like 470 and second time through the order it's like 520 and third time through the order it's 750
1: right it's like how well, would i
0: ever send you out there
1: yeah don't let them unless you're totally dominating you ain't going back out there
0: yeah i mean if you Well, and look at, uh, we've had more combined no hitters in the last like eight years than we had like in all of baseball before that.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Like, don't worry so much about an individual stat, an individual win, an individual accomplishment. You're in the business of winning games. So, if everybody has incentives in their contracts to win games, now, granted, if you're a better player, uh, a higher level player, you should probably get a little bit more per win than somebody else. Like,
1: well, I mean, yeah, and I get, Clayton, I get the idea Clayton behind Kershaw, it. Like, Clayton Kershaw
0: can't, should get more with you know money per win than you know uh, their backup, you know, infielder. Right,
1: but also too, it's like, well, however that works out for you know the Marlins or somebody, where it's like, well, they're going to be super terrible.
0: Oh yeah, certainly, and it doesn't have to be the only incentive. Of- Right, no. Like, you can also have uh, a threshold of getting pitched K's, you know, that kind of stuff. But the team win is, like, this new way of thinking of uh, ways to incentivize contracts and not worry as much about, like, the me.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I like it.
0: Yeah, I think it's brilliant.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, you know, as people, you know, start to learn to look at players and stats and stuff differently then naturally you're going to have front offices start to learn how do we look at contracts differently and not just i mean you can't just do those the same way that everything else is gone forever so
0: well you've got to get creative you you can't just have these guys with these albatross contracts like your your big name guys are all going to have big contracts
1: well yeah but it's like nobody nobody should sign 10-year contracts anymore but like no it's so dumb (sighs) Like I don't care who you are necessarily. Like that's never a great plan, in either any way. Like even if, if you're great for that long, like I bet at some point then, whatever changes that you're gonna be like, why should you be getting paid more money? Because I'm still playing great and the salary cap's up to, you know, X Y Z, or, what usually happens is you fall off and they paid because they that's that's what classically they've done is. You're paying for past performance and kind of expecting that to keep going.
0: Right. How many guys, when they longer? sign a contract, are anywhere near that level for more than, say, three to four years?
1: Right. This is it.
0: Like, that's where I'm surprised we haven't seen it yet. Uh, that's where I would suspect uh, we would start to see teams signing guys for, like, say, out yeah. Four year, hundred and fifty million dollar contract, or three year, hundred and fifty million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to the ten year, like like saying ten years, three hundred, four hundred, whatever it was. Right. Like pay him thirty five a year for three years
1: yeah, instead
0: of instead of twenty for ten.
1: They just keep making people prove it.
0: Now, granted, they got, the players don't want that.
1: Well, no, they want that insurance. They want so. the
0: longevity. They want the insurance, this and that. So you'd, you'd really have to go to an extreme. Like, if they know they can get, let's just say, like they know they can get a, a 10-year, $200 million contract, let's say, 20 a year, you'd have to almost offer them, like, a three-year Hundred and fifty million dollar contract to have them even consider it.
1: Mm, yeah, it could be.
0: You know, or at least three hundred. Right. But yeah. that's uh, that feels like where front offices should go. Players might not.
1: Oh, well, right. I mean, well, and until you know baseball starts doing away with guaranteed contracts, then you know, then I mean, you're gonna see different things like that too, because it's like. Everything is guaranteed for forever. So eventually, these front offices are going to be like, all right, we can't just guarantee you we're going to pay this guy for 10 years when he's going to be good for, he's going to be great for four and good for another three and then just a drainer for the
0: last three or whatever. I just, I don't understand how they're still the only professional uh, sports league that has fully guaranteed contracts and yeah. no salary cap. It is. <laughs> it's yeah, wild out there. Yeah, it's it's outrageous. Like either I mean, they gear- have the luxury
1: tax that they think would do something, but it really doesn't.
0: No, either have the luxury tax, or no, I'm sorry, the uh, salary cap, or have like non fully guaranteed contracts. If if a guy's not performing, you know, whatever. Like,
1: and they can yeah. do things because, like, I mean, hockey obviously too. Like they like set a limit you know it's like you can't sign like i don't think that they can sign guys for you know they used to have that there was a couple of those that they signed goalies for like 10 or 12 year contracts um yeah you're and, right. and i don't think i don't think they can go more than six even now or something like that like i don't think even uh, somebody could sign Par- like the parisi deal
0: right like who was uh or somebody like that was the uh yeah on that one yeah, yeah.
1: so bad
0: yeah so, just pick one.
1: So yeah, there's a lot Yeah, that they can do. But I'm that saying, like, they either,
0: either say, okay, the contract's going to be avoided if they just decide that you're not worth it, like the NFL does. Like, the NFL can just straight cut you.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, that's just it. And they're like, yeah. No
0: money owed. Or yeah. go like the NBA does and go with a hard salary cap. And if you go over it, you get fined, like, a lot of money.
1: Yeah. And then you do it again, and then you get, like, you know doubly fine for it, you know, and you keep going up, like, you, like hey, one year it was fine that you, like, paid in the fine, it's like, if you want to keep doing that, you can go for it, but guess what, like, that 20 just became 40, and next year it's going to be 100.
0: And that's where, I mean, now the NHL is tough, like, but even they have some rules in place, but like I said, so the NBA does a salary cap, the NFL says non-guaranteed, baseball is just like, nope, everything's guaranteed, and no salary cap. <laughs>
1: we don't care, we're idiots.
0: That's why I always love when you get those like uh reports or tweets or whatever of like you know, especially during like NFL free agency or NBA free agency and they're like, Oh my god, Matthew Deliv Devil Double Del- made uh twelve a year or something like that, eight a year or whatever. And then and then some baseball writer will be like, Here's a list of guys that make it <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And it's the worst players. Like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> and then, even when somebody signs like a good contract, like, oh my God, like Aaron Rodgers got, you know, $28 million a year, or Kirk Cousins got $28 million a year. And they're like, oh, there's like 13 baseball players that are making more than that.
1: Right. Yeah. He just became the most, the highest paid guy. And you're like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. This other guy makes that for the next six years, and it's all guaranteed. Yeah.
0: It, they, that's a the system they got to fix.
1: Yeah, they definitely got some issues to work out there, but, you know, maybe those hunters will figure it out. Yeah.
0: All right. I think that's enough nerdy baseball talk for tonight.
1: You got anything else you want to talk? Otani look, looks great. He's awesome. Uh,
0: he looks – flashes are great.
1: Yeah, he flashes great. They, they, they're moving to this next start out, so –
0: his starts have been he's had a, a blister, cancel a start or two, he's gotten pushed back a couple of times. His hitting's been at times incredible, at times below average. Like if you think he's a really pitcher if read. you think
1: he's a pitcher, it's been incredible. And if you think he's a hitter, then he's done a lot more than to like help it out. So just as a baseball player it's been, you know, awesome to watch.
0: I don't think as a pitcher, I would call him incredible.
1: No, that's what I mean. No, not as a pitcher. He has been, as a, but if at if you if you said this is a pitcher as a hitter, he's been incredible. Oh, okay. Like, hey, this pitcher is a great hitter. Yeah. Um, and as a hitter, if you're like, or the other way, like, I mean, he's been decent, or he's been good as a pitcher. But like to get all of that in one is a pretty incredible baseball player.
0: It, it's fun, it's unique, it's different, but if you take him individually as either one, he's not great.
1: Right, yeah. but yeah. You, but since he has he's doing though. both, that's a crazy um, thing. But he, and since he's doing both above average.
0: Yeah, but, and the Angels are in the playoffs right now or are close to it or whatever, but I think potentially throughout the year, his two-way playing could cripple them. Because they have to go to a six-man rotation. Well, and so we talked about the Rays doing. I think they're already. I think that they're with this with this creative, innovative bullpen day occasionally. Right. They have to go six-man to give him the rest he needs.
1: Well, they. I think they have to do that even if he didn't pitch though. It's not, or a hit though. I. I don't think. I don't think hitting's impacting that. It's No, it's a hundred percent why. No, he, like, last year he threw, like, 40 innings because he got injured. He's never thrown more than 150.
0: But they they came out... So they're not going to set him up
1: to throw throw 230.
0: No. And that's why you put him then as your, say, fifth star and skip him occasionally if that's what you're worried about. Their whole thing is that they want him to have the adequate rest in between starts, but they also want his bat in the lineup when he's not. So... They want to be able to bat him game say, one through three. Right. Sit him for games four and five so that he, quote, unquote, doesn't get injured, and then pitch him game six, which is going to yeah. be taxing on your pitching staff and also is kind of dumb.
1: Yeah. Well, from uh, – yeah, I guess what I had it, just read was, like, they were more worried about just, like, innings pitch just because what he's coming off of and what he's ever gonna done. they going to
0: say that. Sure. I don't know. It, the thing that bothers me is, like, how often do you get hurt as a position player, and especially as, like, a DH, let's say?
1: Well, Joe Maurer and Justin Morneau would say pretty often.
0: Okay, right. So <laughs> isn't there an equal likelihood that in those games one through three when he's DHing, let's say, isn't he just as much as risk to get hurt those three days as he is the two days before he pitches?
1: I mean, probably, um, uh... I think I think and his arms bigger,
0: are tired from swinging a bat.
1: No, like no 11 yeah, I Eleven times I, I, the day I, before. That's why I think it's more the fact of he would he would have a better opportunity to get hurt by throwing an extra five six starts throughout the year.
0: No, and I agree with that. But then just make him your fifth starter, like how many teams don't need a fifth starter for large stretches of time? Right. Uh, I don't know. The, the whole thing, is it, it's so different is what it is. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's tough for them. I mean, obviously, it's like a,
0: a good problem
1: <laughs> that I'm sure they don't mind right now, at least, of like trying it's, to figure that out. Cause...
0: It's actually interesting because, like, we potentially are at maybe the beginning of that kind of a revolution because I don't know if you remember back to uh, the draft last year.
1: Hunter Green, is he hitting?
0: No, 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 no. Brendan McKay.
1: Oh, is he hitting?
0: Yes. And Anti- Hunter Green? No, Hunter Green never was a hitter, really. He was. I mean, he, he hit in high school because everybody hits. He hit in but college. He was, he was never. No, he didn't go to college.
1: I thought he. Oh, no. He went to Notre Dame prep. I thought he played at Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, no, Notre Dame prep. No, yeah. he was never expected to be like a two way player. He just was like. A really good pitcher who also hit. Oh, okay.
1: But then yeah, Brandon
0: Kake from, I want to say, Louisville. Right. First base. He he is actually pitching and hitting in the minors.
1: Mm.
0: So Shohei is actually, like, providing a blueprint where he could do the – because in the draft, everybody was like, oh, well, Who we picked him, then, since we didn't? Cancel. Okay. And he's doing both in the minors, and now Shohei is, like, providing this blueprint of – what it could look like if you want a guy like that on your team. I just don't know if I can see a lot of teams going six man. Yeah, that's true. But it, but it is kind of interesting that you have this big time uh, Japanese prospect who's succeeding, I would say uh, in this role of pitching and hitting. And then you also have a top, whatever he ended up being three, five pick in just this past year's draft. Who is also doing the same? Like, is this something that's going to become a thing?
1: Yeah, that's true. Could be.
0: They are uh, very interesting to watch.
1: That was, um, I bet the New York and all sorts of the international media was pretty pissed that they said they were going to push him back. So, because he, he was supposed oh, to was throw he? Sunday and he, he, was, was, supposed he was against Tanaka in Yankee Stadium. Oh, my God. Right. So, like, his, and like, they're from, both from whatever japan or whatever they're both like from the same country
0: yeah that could have been and, huge like...
1: yeah you know, in yankee stadium i imagine that might be the sunday night game anyways
0: oh man that's too bad <laughs> yeah so they're like yeah he's not gonna throw <laughs> now is that injury related or is that six
1: man related uh Soja that was one where social just said we want to I don't know it was like they didn't say skip his start but they're like we need we want to just stretch him out here um and not have him and just start like just give him a little extra time so I think you've thrown Tuesday or
0: something instead or Wednesday or something I mean I guess I understand but at the same time like if you're already doing a six man rotation how much more rest does he need I don't know I mean like, I like, and like whatever it was like. The limiting the inning thing I get it, but like Right. Also is aren't you uh, affecting his effectiveness?
1: Yeah. That's just it. So I don't know. And like, like you I can't know, just
0: pitch once every other week and a half.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like well, how, what you're you, if you're good as your team's uh A starter then what what do you
0: actually provide? And and he is their best starter, but he pitches once like what twice a month (laughs) i mean almost yeah
1: he's he's only pitched whatever it was seven starts or something maybe at most that can't be that many even can it well i just seen felix hernandez has five or nine decisions and i thought he was (laughs) for a while so okay (laughs) that's that's literally (laughs) what i based it i was gonna say five and then i saw that he's five and four and i thought he i thought he went on the DL at (laughs) some point too so i was like well He's got nine decisions. I'm pretty sure he's probably got seven starts.
0: Even if he did go on the DL, right. there's no, he
1: has a decision in every start. Yeah, so seven is probably decent. Yeah, that's fair. So, all right, well,
0: that should about wrap it up. You got anything else you want to touch on? No, man. Uh, we had some good nerdy uh, baseball talk tonight, so we'll uh, we'll bring the lobster in this weekend. It sounds like we could potentially potentially have uh, some in interesting basketball games coming up this weekend
1: hey we got uh yeah we got at least some we got fixtures. both years at 3-2 both at 3-2 and uh going back going
0: back to the team that's down
1: yeah home home team down for game six so yeah could so be some good we're ones. potentially
0: looking at two game sevens in the nba playoffs and that's where we need the lobster
1: yeah we'll get his thoughts on that any thoughts on the vegas golden knights versus washington capitals he's a He's our uh, local hockey mind. Somebody asked me because I couldn't possibly care less. Um, and yeah, that's about it for now. I don't know. The yep. World Cup starts in a few weeks. No
0: USA. Oh my God, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> so who knows? Hey, tell you what, just felt good to get back on the pod. It's been what two weeks? Yeah, at least yeah two weeks. So we'll get him. We'll get him back rolling
1: again now. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll try and get another one out this weekend here and talk more basketball and uh, you know some other sports. Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. We'll uh, take care, and all you out there, all you listeners, take care. Glad to have
0: you back, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Talk all to right, you later, soon. brother. All right, see ya.